Hello, everyone. Welcome to Game Junk Prototype, episode 35, recording on Saturday, November 7th, right? Yep. 2020. My name is Frank. My name is Sean. And my name's Andrew. Well, this is the earliest recording that I can remember of Game Junk. It's just after 11 a.m., which means I just woke <laughs> up barely because I had to. Uh, I went to bed pretty for the fans. late. For yeah. the fans. You know, all for the fans. These guys, they got kids. They're up anyway, but uh, I was not. And you have to get up on a weekend like this because, it, because it's the last weekend before two major console releases. I stayed up into the wee hours of the morning watching review, review videos for peripherals, games, consoles. We're going to break down the debacles that are happening <laughs> across there's North few, America. And uh, we're going to wrap it up, see where we're, where we're at, just heading into next week. What do you guys think? Has it been a debacle-filled week? Are you happy? Do you, are you even getting anything next week? Are you a bunch of losers? What's happening? Well, I'm hoping. I, I, I've got the PS5 pre-ordered, as mentioned. Uh, we'll see if it comes on. Well, Thursday, that's a whole other issue. Yeah, I'm a little worried. I could say I ordered a PS5, but not a retail version. Mm -hmm. So who knows when that's going to get here. It could be like two months, but interesting to play around with that. Fun piece of tech. But didn't you already get the shipping notification for it? I did, but who, who knows how long the shipping will take, so... It hasn't okay. actually gone into the mail yet. I just It's right. been created. You know how they send that one? Like right, Sony okay. started it off the payment or whatever. Are you, are you allowed to say what it is, like officially? I, I, what, I, like a, some people might not I, know what it is based on what you said there. I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, I, I ordered a P PlayStation 5 dev development kit nice. for developing on PS5. So I, I could say that. I mean, right. I'm not showing any pictures of it or anything. Now, now, did I you order an it... Xbox Series X dev kit? What was that? Did you order an Xbox Series X dev kit? No, I am not allowed to yet. Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not cool enough. And no, I guess, do they even have it? Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if this is public knowledge. Like, how you could turn a console, the Xbox One, into a dev kit or test kit and stuff like that. I guess you could do a PS4 into a test kit, I think. But um, have they announced any plans for that stuff with Series X? I'm not really in the loop right now. Uh, not that I'm aware of, but I haven't read too much about it. Okay. But I thought it was kind of unique what you were saying, that the PS5 dev kits are just open for anyone to buy, right? No, 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 no. Open for anyone who is a Sony developer. Oh, but like you Not don't have anyone. to have like a you don't have to have like a company behind you or anything like that, and you don't oh, have sorry, to be no. You do have to have a company as well. Like you need to be a, an uh, official developer. So if you're an official developer with like a corporation, you can buy them now. But before it was locked to only companies that were like going to ship something in the launch window. Oh, okay. So they weren't kind of just because they were limited on hardware. And say, same with Series X still. That's why I can't order a Series X kit. I, they're basically limiting. I don't have any things I'm working on that would be considered launch window, so I can't get them. But now PS5, I guess they've caught up, and now they're opening it up to more devs that just can order them now. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. I... I don't know. I'm looking at all this stuff. Do you want to get into some of these topics right away? The controversies of the day. 
du jour. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, the, the only other thing I thought we could try to do, because I know, obviously, with the systems coming out next week, if people are thinking, still debating, like, should I try to get one? If you haven't already pre-ordered, maybe we could just do a quick, like, recap of what the pros and cons are, like why maybe you should buy now or why you should wait, something like that real quick. But Well, I don't know if I'm going to go, Sean, I don't want to step on your idea here. Okay. But I don't think we should do a full pro-con yet. I think we have all of our knowledge is, you know, hearsay, so to speak. We don't have any hands-on experience with these machines. So I I think we could could talk from like... uh, you know, in general, do you think you need this thing or not? Now, the obvious answer is yes. You need both day one, of course. <laughs> uh, right. If you don't, you're a huge loser. But we'll get into some nuance there if you want. I'm totally open to it. But I, I will be a loser on Tuesday so far. I'm going to try to get an Xbox One Series X because I just have to. So I, I took Sean's comment as saying, like, if you want to get one, don't bother going to a store. Because they just announced today that there is no online, or sorry, there is no in-person presence for these these consoles. You have to order them online. You have to pre-order them. So if you're thinking of lining up at like EB or whatever on the 10th or the 12th, like don't even bother. They won't even have them. And so that's something. So if you are interested, don't wait for an in-store. Don't think you're going to go to a store and get one because you're not. Well, Sounds I like-, like that kind of propaganda because I've talked to a few places, non neither of those retailers that have said we are probably going to have a few um, that they didn't have for pre-order. They're not 100% sure yet, so I'm hoping everyone stays away from the stores and I can make a push, a late push. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and part of it is because of COVID. They're just, they're, they don't want mm. crowds descending on the stores. But um, they did say, like, they're, they I assume this is what they would do anyway, but they held back some for online orders for the day of launch. Yes. So a lot of the big retailers will have some going up for sale on launch day just to kind of tie in with all the hype. And if you're just hearing about it now and you're like, damn, I actually want one, there's a chance you can still get one on launch day. But even online. then, like, by the time it ships, let's say the earliest you could get it is the next day. You're still a loser. <laughs> that is true. Like you got to have it the first now. day. That's the only way to buy new consoles. <laughs> but I, I did step on your idea a little bit, Sean, but I think we could do a version of that. I think we should do a version of that where it's more not necessarily pros and cons, but weighing the should you buy it day one? Like, is yeah, it, is just, it actually you know, required? Obviously, we've been reading some of the reviews and things that have been coming out. So there's just some interesting things, like in terms of comparing the two consoles, and and also just the launch titles. Like, it's, uh, in my opinion, it's been kind of unclear what games are actually going to be available at launch for both systems. But we've got a list here that we could just quickly highlight the worthwhile ones. Maybe I don't know. All just right, throwing I'm, that out there. So Sean did about. Uh, my job as host and put a lot of articles into a nice little link here. So I'm just going to go through them, see where we're at, and then we'll make a decision at the end. Sure. Okay. And maybe talk about some of the reviews. So we talked about this one. PS5s will be online only for launch, which Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. It seems kind of interesting that like, especially in the COVID world, how do you decide which stores get more than other ones? And it just seems like they can distribute it, things more evenly uh, with something like that. So that didn't seem too crazy to me at all. No, that makes sense. I, I think the one after that is yes. the one I'm a little more curious about because Best Buy said they're, they will be selling next-gen consoles online only for the entire holiday season. I'm not sure what other retailers have said that, but it's interesting. Like, will there even be a way to buy any of these in store before Christmas that I'm not sure of? Yeah. I mean, again, this could all be hype, like, and it might be all in efforts to keep people, no crowds on the actual Thursday and this weekend, maybe black Friday as well. So, um, I don't know if I put too much, although they, they announced it. So I think other stores will have them. I can't see a place like Walmart going online only or anything like that. So I, I think there will be some in stores. And I genuinely think if you want one by Christmas, you will be able to get one. Hopefully. Um, so the next one. PlayStation 5 has no expandable storage support for launch. Now, yeah. this seems to be a biggie that I've seen mentioned in almost every review. And it is, I, I mean, to me, it was kind of expected, to be perfectly honest, uh, in terms of, like, they have this new hard drive, SSD. solid state, yeah, that's, like, extremely fast, but we'll talk about that in a bit too. And I don't know, like I kind of expected that to be the case. I didn't even, I personally wasn't even planning on doing anything expandable. Like I, I would only want to have stuff installed so that it would load the fastest way possible. Um, obviously Xbox has not a great solution either, but a solution where, well, I think Xbox, you can use old hard drives and have just have, typical old load times right for older games although they don't have any games that are exclusive to next gen anyway so um or you can have a, a proprietary uh fast loading card that plugs into the back which at one point was hard to find i don't know where that stands now but i mean it's not great uh i'm i i really haven't dug too f far into the articles but i mean i'm personally okay with it it is kind of weird um but what do you guys think? Big deal? Well, they did say that the, uh, like the, the, so the PS5 supposedly has 825 gigs of storage, but because of OS stuff that's on there, apparently you actually end up with 667 gigs realistically, yeah. which is, you know, that could be an issue. But I, I think the reason they're probably doing this. I mean, other than to save time or, you know, it's obviously something they'll put out in a patch later, but probably because they don't want people trying to plug in slower hard drives and slowing down those load times. They want people to experience those super fast load times and not have any issues with that because that's a big selling point of this console. Yeah, I, I, I think people are just going to have to live with 
having to delete games on their system and not have a huge library of games on their system. Uh, games are only going to get bigger. These games are meant for 4K now. They're going to have 4K textures. I see in this article that Call of Duty, the new Call of Duty is 133 gigs. Yeah, I, That's before any patches. Yeah, so and the, the patches for that game are enormous. Like that that they're, game is yeah, almost like 200 gigs, gigs on my Xbox right now. Yeah, so that game alone is going to take up all the space. And if you're playing that on a 4K TV, you're going to want all the bells and whistles. You're not going to want them to make like shittier assets just so it's a little smaller on your hard drive. You're just going to have to pick your battles. And I mean, if you look at the cost of similar speed SSDs to what Sony is saying they have, they're very expensive. They're probably they're probably more expensive than the consoles. So you're looking at a technology that Sony can't say like, here's the Sony branded upgrade. And oh, yeah, it's more expensive than the console. Like they need to figure out a way to get the cost down to make it affordable so people don't lose their minds saying that they need to spend basically like, you know, 1200 bucks or whatever, just to have extra storage space, 1200 bucks plus like 600 for the console, whatever, 600 for that. And I I think people are just going to have to get used to it. This is just going to be the way things are and still until the SSDs can have more space for a similar price. And, as, as this fast SSD technology is pretty new still, and it's just it's just going to be the price we pay for gaming in 4K. Well, I would say the big disappointment here, and the, where it really is an issue to me, or s- something that could have been provided, is a way of offloading games to storage. So maybe you can't run them off secondary storage, but for people who have limited internet bandwidth and download capacities like these like you said these games are 100 over 100 gigs very often these days you know if you have a monthly limit and you got to switch it back and forth between these games at least it would have been nice to have a way to have a hard drive where you're done with the game you just move it and move it back or something like that like at least that would um be kind of reasonable and you wouldn't have to re-download an entire game. Maybe that exists, and I just don't know about it, but I haven't seen anything about it. So um, that kind of sucks, I got to say. Because, I mean, I finally have unlimited internet, but there was a long time where I didn't, and this would have been a deal breaker. Yeah, I, they might be able to patch something like that in, mm-hmm. but I don't know. I haven't read the, the details of how the... What what kind of thing? Like you'd think they'd be able to connect a storage and recognize it, and but maybe they don't want to be able to allow that sort of transfer, or maybe they don't have they don't want to install the software to like test which hard drive the game is installed on, and then you know deny it being able to run from that other type. I don't know. It could be pretty complicated, I suppose. All right. So while we're talking about load times and hard drives and stuff like that. All of the reviews, there's videos everywhere about comparing load times. So on the old console and the new console, and all the comparisons I've seen specifically are playing a game in backwards compatibility mode. So taking the same executable from the old generation onto the new generation and compare the load times for the same save file, pretty much, right? Or starting up the game fresh. Uh... So I saw the Xbox video a few days ago, and I mean, some stuff is a lot faster. That's intriguing for sure. And I'm looking at some stats for the PlayStation 5 uh, from The Verge about some comparisons for some games. 
I there's they're all different. I'd say it, it generally seems like maybe a third of the loading time for most stuff. I would say, uh, with a few exceptions. But even then, I was kind of surprised. They're a little long. Like in my head, I thought this load time was. I mean, it's fast. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know if it's the game changer I thought it was because it's still like two minutes for some stuff over a minute. Like that's not going to change design all that much. Now, I don't know if this was loading like straight up for the first time. Once you're in a game, maybe there could be bigger impacts, but I got to say, I, I, I'm happy about it. Don't get me wrong. But where I would thought this was going to open up a lot of um, areas for game designers in terms of not needing weird loading volumes and transitions and stuff like that. I don't know if it's that big of a game changer, but I will say out of this list, and then I'll let you guys weigh in on this. We talked about this a lot on our ghost of Tsushima review, talking about how amazing the fast travel and load times were on there. It's load times only improved by six seconds from one minute and 10 seconds to one minute and four seconds. So I don't know what kind of magic they were already uh, doing on that game, which we've talked about before. This has got to be for like loading from scratch because once you're in the game in that game, like loading takes literally five seconds uh, to go between areas. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Are you uh, impressed with the load numbers? Do you care? Have you seen anything else I, I haven't talked about? I, I wonder if there's some like SDK, which is a software development kit, like features you need to use because if you're, remember they were touting it for Spider-Man, mm-hmm. which is uh, super fast. They showed it from a fresh boot and it was super fast, right? Yeah, sorry, so I'll give you those the- numbers. So um, Miles Morales, uh, 15 seconds on PS5. And I, I don't know if that's the PS. That could be the PS5 version. That number really sticks out to me. Um, and the um, PS4, a minute and twenty-seven seconds. So it is a dramatic improvement. And it could be what you're saying. They are yeah using specific because stuff. if because Ghost of Shishima, Shishima, that game like should be pretty similar in size to Miles Morales as far as the amount of stuff they need to load in if you're loading in fresh. So, uh, in le- because they're loading essentially a PS4 game, I wonder if there are new uh, like functions and mm-hmm. stuff you call to load specifically from the SSD that make it much faster. Like, I wonder if uh, the SSD and all the processors, there's a call that lets you like paral- parallelize all of the loading kind of faster. Whereas, I wonder if. Uh, the PS4 version is still basically just loading one file at a time, essentially. So I wonder if, if the PS5 has a way to make everything faster that way. You're basically loading multiple things at the same time. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. Like, I, haven't, I didn't see the, the list that you were talking about, Frank. I don't know if it's like the, the um, backwards compatible games that are really long or what, but I, I didn't, the impression I got was it's the next-gen games for PS5 are super fast. And I think part of that is the tech and part of that is, you know, whatever they've got uh, kind of underlying it that, you know, helps them. Yeah, I just, I haven't seen, maybe they're out there and I just haven't seen me. Like, I want to see comparing, you know, 
the next gen version, like the actual executable built for PlayStation five or whatever, or series X with the old version and see some load time comparisons there and visual comparisons. I haven't seen any of that stuff yet. So, um, Maybe I'm just missing them, but that's the stuff I'm actually like really excited to see where a lot of the articles I've read are about like backwards compatibility mode, which who cares? I'm done. I'm on to the next gen, baby. I don't need, I'm not even worried about backwards compatibility. Who's looking backwards? I'm looking forwards. Where's our next consoles? I don't even need these <laughs> things. Um, okay. Let's get to some more articles here. So this kind of relates to quick loading and, Xbox quick resume, not working with all games. And in addition to that, uh, I think Sean, you had said, or this article on the verge had said, there's no quick resume on the PS five right now. Now I think from what we talked about before the show, that's like, you can still have one game that's suspended if you don't turn off your console, but Xbox had the ability to kind of, quick resume many games or save your state in multiple games, which is a kind of cool feature. I typically am not playing more than one game at once. I think that would apply maybe more to online gamers that, you know, maybe bounce back and forth when they're playing with different people. But even then when you're in an online in like every time I log back into call of duty, it like boots me out of the menu, tells me I need an update. It like, like when you start, needing to be connected to servers for menus and all this shit like that experience is choppy at best yeah and it does say in the the one article there that quick resume if it's an online game you're still going to get booted from it so yeah that's not going to change obviously so i i don't know i typically don't play more than one game at a time and I, people are obviously saying with the quick load times is it as big of a factor if you need to start up another game uh, Huck, do you want to make your point from the beginning of the show? Do you remember? Uh, I don't remember my point. Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I remembered it when I prompted you, and now I forgot it. Uh, give me one second. So, oh, it was the fact that saves. Like, one version you have to have saved if you're going to quit out, where with Xbox, if you didn't save necessarily, you can pick up right where you left off without oh. actually explicitly saving. Now, that yeah, where you right. saving games is becoming a little more lenient. It's not like what it was five yeah, or 20 you're, you're years ago. You're talking there about comparing, comparing starting from a fresh boot to the quick resume. Yeah. yeah. And I, yeah, you just have to have saved if you're just going to take advantage of the speed of loading, obviously. Yeah, so the other kind of weird things about this so yeah not every game is working with the quick resume right now um so and they they haven't really made clear which ones do and don't work with it but apparently there's a big patch coming on launch day that may fix some of this stuff but uh the other thing i think they said it's it, what i, I no keep, keep going sorry i i gotta my bad the other thing is that um apparently there's it, it kind of maxes out at like five five or six games that you can have um, kind of saved state on at a time. And when you start going beyond that, I think it releases the save states for the earlier games. Uh, so it's kind of like you might go back to an older game that you thought you had quick resumed and uh, it'll just have to load from the start, which may not be an issue, but it depends on like the checkpoints or save points in that game and where you 
you might just think that you saved and maybe you didn't and that could be a problem okay just to clarify something i i wasn't sure about earlier you can still play ps4 games on an external hard drive on your ps5 okay Mm. so i mean that's not the biggest deal but it'll are you sure that that's for launch though yeah because i mean yeah this this uh ars technica did tests so and this is a little more impressive actually so miles morales ps5 um like i it looks like saving a few dozen uh i don't know what the standard for this load time is but miles morales on ps5 2.6 seconds bug snacks 5.6 seconds Last of Us NA and Tony Hawk 1 and 2 NA, which to me reads as instantaneous for the most part. Hmm. Um, or maybe that's the, they don't run. It could be one of the two things. I don't want to assume <laughs> that that's what I named. Uh, PS4 game on PS5 internal. Oh, sorry. That, yeah, never mind. I'm wrong. That's just the, the actual executable for PS5. There currently isn't an X. Uh, PS5 executable for Last of Us or Tony Hawk. So there's, it's only available in backwards compatibility mode. So okay. Miles Morales, 2.6 seconds. PS4 version running on PS5 internally, 13.3 seconds. PS4 on PS5 through an external hard drive, 22.5 seconds. And PS4 Pro just on its own, 56 seconds. So I kind of take back what I said. These are pretty small numbers for PS5 executables. I'm pumped. Right. Get me this thing already. I just want to talk about what games I'm going to buy. All of them. Oh, we'll get there. Uh, <laughs> well, speaking of games, I, I didn't read too much about this, but Sackboy, a big adventure online multiplayer delayed. Yeah, I mean, it's not a huge deal, I guess. It depends how much how excited you were about that feature, but they just, like, literally you know week before launch they're like yeah this isn't going to be there this will be a patch later so obviously there's some you know features that are coming in hot with these next gen games and they this is a big launch title for them so they still well, want to it out. it's not a big launch title i think it's 50 dollars, right it's not even a full price launch title so be careful i mean well when we start talking about launch titles compared to xbox uh, you know, this is an exclusive first-party launch title yep. from Sony, so... I understand that, but, you know, there's $80 games, and then there's $40 games. I think this is a $40 game, so if okay, anything, did, I'm happy about this, because it means there is probably not online trophies for this game, which I am very pleased with. I, I don't know if that's actually true, Frank. I'm going to double-check. I'm going to fact-check you on that one, because I feel like I saw Sackboy was uh, $79.99 at Best Buy. Let me just double-check. Fact check away. Yeah, seventy nine ninety nine at Best Buy. So I believe it is full price. Is that a Canadian thing though? No, aren't the games eighty nine ninety nine? It would be fifty nine ninety nine in the U.S. I believe. No, I mean, aren't next gen titles eighty nine ninety nine in Canada? Not all of them. Some of them. It depends. It's up to the publisher. Okay, I could have swore it was only fifty nine. Uh, maybe. Did they change that? Anyway, whatever. It's still less than all the other titles for the most part. Okay, I'll we'll go halfway, closer to your way. Is that okay? <laughs> sure, yeah. All right. 
<laughs> Maybe they knew that that was going to be a, an issue and they already, that's why they picked that price. I'm not sure, but I'm still excited for that game. Uh, what's next on the list here? So nice segue into Best Buy here. PS5 demo units overheating in store kiosks. Yeah, this is a funny one because uh, I saw it first on IGN and it was very much a big headline that uh, actually, let me see if I can see exactly how they phrased it. It was kind of in a way that seemed to imply, didn't mention the store kiosk part. Like it did say something about demo units or something, but uh, oh, it looks like it's gone now. It, it was something like, uh, PS5 demo units already overheating or something like that. And the fact that it, it was already seemed yeah. like a little bit of a editorial. That is the line. And part. this, I think it's teasing their podcast. Like it's like a clickbait for one, a clip from their podcast. Like it's a video if you click on it. So yeah, right. Yeah. This is pretty gross. Makes you want to barf for sure. Um, <laughs> but I mean, I did dig into it a bit and it seems like the places where this is happening, they literally have a, plastic case around the console surrounding it trapping in the heat probably not an ideal situation although i mean i think for the most part a lot of old consoles had demo kiosks that were trapped inside plastic casing so i i don't think this is the first time that's ever happened yeah i assume that that's the problem maybe just that they are doing what they always did and the ps5 does not like that but uh, yeah, it was just basically one person at one store took a screenshot that kind of went viral and it just said, you know, like the PS5 had a black screen up that said your PS5 is too hot. Wait until the temperature cools down. So, I mean, it could have just been one faulty unit, too. We're not really sure, but it's definitely something well, I'm to be telling aware you this with- this propaganda campaign against PlayStation. It's kind of <laughs> it's kind of working. It's I would say it's half playstation's fault like there is some weird stuff going on that they like didn't answer questions about for launch and people are asking like what's going on with this stuff so i'm not going to defend them uh like for the most part there's definitely some issues going on and people i think seem to want to make the console war uh divide closer than it actually is um probably because they get a lot of stuff and advertising money from microsoft uh, but I'm I'm assuming if you put an Xbox Series X in a plastic case and ran it all day, it would have a chance to overheat as well. So that that's pure speculation. Um, but uh, I don't know. It, the games, it's still not even close to me. I cannot speak to the user experience of the... I mean, I guess I've played the new version of the Xbox user experience on a 1X, which is much better than it was. So that's looking good but until i get into those menus and see these load times and we'll haven't talked about it yet the people talking about the haptic feedback on the dual sense are just losing it it's like what hd rumble was supposed to be on the mm-hmm. switch so i am really excited to see what that's all about yeah, those are kind of the i would say the two big features that seem to be like nobody's you know raving about 
the graphics specifically, like that's kind of always been the, the standard thing of next gen, like how good does it look? But everybody's raving about the load times and the haptics on the dual sense for PS five. So Hawk, what do you think about this overheating? Is this bad news? Do you care? I think, I think it's someone stupid putting a really hot device in an enclosed space with no ventilation. Of course it's going to happen. Maybe this like, is why Sony made the PS5 such a weird shape. It's forcing everybody to have to put it on top of their <laughs> systems instead of inside of uh, some sort of cabinet. I, I think it's a non-story. I think it's just clickbait headline to try to get money for advertising. Like, of course, if <laughs> yeah. you enclose anything, if you enclose your computer in a plastic box with no ventilation, it's going to overheat. Like, everything's going to overheat. If you, everything that makes heat, if you trap that heat... It's going to overheat. Like, it's just- I guess I was a little surprised noting in the de- deconstruction or breakdown videos for the PS5 how much went into heat sinks and then vent- like they had a huge heat sink in the console. So I mean, you don't know how long it took to overheat as well, right? Like that's that's yeah, not part I mean, of even, these articles. Even if the heat sink is getting all the heat off of the CPU, like if you're then recycling that hot air to cool yeah. it back down, it's not going to cool it back down. So. Well, we need the heat stress test for the Xbox. We got a it's just Get a plastic box. <laughs> more more content. I need heat overheat comparison videos. Stat. I have to admit though that this story as much as it is just kind of clickbait and a non-story, it's not good for Sony to have this thing floating around out there because I think a lot of people are just seeing overheating and they're like, "Oh shit, the PS5's overheat." And like they're not really looking into what the story is. And that's something you hear about at launch that, you know, sometimes consoles just there's something wrong, something flawed at launch. And that's like your worst nightmare. So uh, I hope they correct it or uh, I don't know. I, I don't know how this story kind of got out there, but it's not good for them. Well, I'll do a little a bit of my internal monologue while you were talking about that, just to show how insane I am. <laughs> you, you, were ta- you were talking about and I'm like. Hmm, that could be a good thing. Like, I wonder if people will start canceling their PS5 pre-orders. <laughs> and then I was thinking, well, I there's a few people that I know are looking for them, so I'm trying to find them for them or a digital version for myself. I'm like, what if I bought too many of them? Could I keep two and have one for upstairs, <laughs> one for downstairs? <laughs> which all led me to the thought, which is what I actually want to ask about. Is there any updates on cloud saving for next gen? Like, have they changed any of that system? Is it still the same where you have to manually manage all that stuff? I haven't seen anything. Obviously, Xbox is great at um, no matter where you're playing, um, the cloud, on your mobile, um, PC, any version of Xbox, it's in like seamlessly grabbing your save games off the cloud. Does Sony have a an answer for that this gen or is it still like just standard cloud saving? I haven't seen anything. I'm just curious. I I don't know the answer to that specifically. The only thing I've seen out there that maybe is worth mentioning is that the PS5 does not do cloud save if you don't have PlayStation Plus. So or and on top of that they don't um, have the ability to export save files to a USB 
So you basically need PlayStation Plus if you want to be able to move save files around for PS5. Hmm. Well, that's not ideal. No, it is not. I guess you could pay for PS Plus for one month and then do your uploads and then do your downloads after you kick on the new console or whatever you're doing. Still kind of gross. You definitely have to hand like the ease of use um, to Microsoft with a lot of stuff. We're pretty pretty spoiled with uh, on Microsoft by having that because it is incredible. Yeah. To be able like I use it all the time between my PC and my Xbox One, and I was trying out the cloud gaming. Like it's it's so easy. Like you don't even have to worry about it. Yeah, definitely. Okay, next article: PS Five third party faceplates shut down. <laughs> no. Yeah. Throw this one in there for you, Frank. Well, I got to be honest. I'm. Like I would never buy a third party uh faceplate. Like if it's okay. not an officially branded faceplate, if if the Sony never releases one of those, I'm never gonna change my faceplate. So uh I'm not into third party modding of stuff. It kinda makes me want to barf. It's kinda like custom covers in your Blu-rays and all that kind of stuff. I just would never go there. P- custom paint jobs for consoles like controller skins. Oh God. It like genuinely <laughs> is the grossest thing. So no judgment. If you're into that, honestly, I, I don't care. It doesn't bother me like that. I just something I would never ever do. So, I mean, I'm hoping it's because Sony plans on doing some of this stuff, but yeah, I was just going to say that's definitely a possibility, but yeah, they just threatened legal action against the, company that was planning to do these but wasn't it more i i mean i didn't certainly didn't dig too deep into this stuff i could give a shit but uh okay so the headline summary here is playstation maker considers unique design part of its intellectual property now i thought there was something about the names of the websites too that had to be changed i saw somewhere or well yeah they it was called uh plate plate station five or something like that and platestation.com they had to change that because it was too close to playstation but then beyond that sony also said that you know they have patents pending on the face plates themselves okay so i'm sure people are gonna people are gonna make them anyway like i'm sure at some point once i'm guessing if you had a good enough 3d printer there'll be 3d printable versions for this stuff too so yeah that's true That'd be cool. Anyway. But, you know, I know a lot of people don't like the white PS5. They're dying to get something. I else am on one of those there, people, so. but only through official channels. <laughs> okay. And I didn't really look at this article. Comparison of launch titles. You want to finally get into some games? What we're going to buy? Okay. Before I do that, so I haven't opened them yet, but apparently the headset review for or the headset for PlayStation five is really good for PlayStation five games with like the using its audio and the spatial stuff inside. So I'm probably going to end up opening that. I'm, I'm getting pretty excited and I may play my first games only using that headset, which I don't like to do, but it seems like it's the official experience. Like if you are part of the officially branded day one experience, <laughs> you need to be playing I all your you games in that yeah, headset. <laughs> so, uh, I, I have to, I think, by law. Um, <laughs> camera might not keep. Unless, we'll see what happens there. 
I haven't heard much about the camera or that it isn't needed at all. But anyway, let's get into some launch titles. Yeah, well, so this link that I sent, I just, if you scroll down a bit, they have a nice chart that basically lists all the games yeah. and it will say if it's Xbox only, Sony only. But um, I, I kind of just made a quick list for myself because I was like, does Xbox actually have... So we've talked a bit about the Sony exclusives, um, which, you know, you've got Spider-Man, Demon's Soul, Sackboy, Snacks. Uh, I think the Pathless is exclusive to Sony, although it's also on iOS and PC, I think. Uh, Godfall and Astro's Playroom. So that's like, uh, you know, a decent... path. Oh, the Pathless is day one. Sorry, I didn't think it was. Yeah. So that's like a pretty decent launch lineup for Sony, and those are games... Some of them you can get on PS4, but, you know, that being said, they're Sony exclusives as far as I know, so that's pretty solid for them. But then I was looking at Xbox, and obviously a lot of their exclusives are stuff like Gears 5, just like upgraded versions that have, mm-hmm. of games that have been out for a year. And uh, so digging into it a little deeper, I think all they have in terms of kind of new stuff that's exclusive, I think, is Dirt 5? Is that on the list? I think that's exclusive to Xbox. No, it's both. Oh, it's both? Yep. All right, scratch that. <laughs> uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon is uh initially exclusive to xbox i think it's coming in march for ps5 reviews and for then, that i mean are okay i think i haven't seen anything that said it's amazing yeah and then um so the rest of them are like games there's right one other barely, one i know of even though it's not like exclusive exclusive is tetris effect connected oh really yeah okay like that's coming that's to ps5 in 2021 but it's like a an online version, I think, or something hmm, to yeah, do with but Tetris. It, I mean, it's, it's obviously weird because Tetris Effect is out for PS4 and PSVR. It's just the connected version, right, that you're talking about? Yeah, I think it's worth adding. I, I don't know anything about this Manifold Garden game, which is Xbox only. And It's out on PC, though. Yeah, it's been out for a while on Apple Arcade, I think, as well. So it's not... Okay. There's, there's one game on something. here, Bright, Bright Memory. I'd never heard of. I just looked it up. It's actually on Steam Early Access right now. And it looks like some sort of shooter with like dragons and stuff. I'd never heard of it though. Yeah, th- there was that. The other one. Oh, that- Bright Memory. That's th- that's that one that was like really cool footage that they showed at their press. One of those videos, right? No, and- I think that's a different game. You're talking about that one that was made by that one, one, guy- one Chinese developer? Yeah. That's uh, the, is, for the Falconeer, I think, right? No. No. No, no, that was no Falconeer is uh, well, something. Well, this is. bright memory game looks a lot like that game. I I agree, it probably it? isn't. That name doesn't sound familiar, but I mean, just the the general look. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't recall. Yeah, oh, maybe it is. Yeah, you might be right. Some of these screenshots now are ringing a bell. Just before, I hadn't seen that like female. Character yes, it is. They're to- touting. It is the same game. Okay. Okay. Um, and one more I should mention, unless I'm missing something here. Gears Tactics has only been available on PC previously, right? That's and correct. now it's there's that's a console true, version. Yeah. yeah, so that's something. That then, if I got an Xbox One Series X, that would be the game I, I fired up. Yeah, and then there's uh, Enlisted, Evergate, The Falconeer, and Yes, Your Grace. I don't really know what any of these are. I briefly looked at them, and they seem like kind of smaller indie games. I think. 
So, I mean, that's really not that much. Obviously, Microsoft is not, you know, hanging their hat on having big launch exclusives. They've already said that. They're hoping that Game Pass is something people will look to and upgraded versions of existing games. But, I mean, obviously, Halo Infinite was supposed to be a launch title, and uh, losing that is pretty huge. Yep. All right. So, Sean... What games are you buying day one? So day one, I'll be buying Spider-Man Miles Morales, probably Sackboy, uh, and then I'll be playing Bug Snacks and Astro's Playroom. Debating on the Pathless, I do have Apple Arcade. It's coming to Apple Arcade, so I'll be able to play it there, but it sounds like it uses some of the haptic stuff on PS5, so could push me in that direction. What about you? Every, every game probably <laughs> <laughs> okay the only ones I'm, deba- the I'm debating on uh i i thought i was gonna get nba 2k1 just because it's the zion edition uh for the pelicans i i still might we'll see but i really can't i don't understand why those games are so insanely popular because every time i play them it's the most brutal experience ever like the the story modes connecting is always issues with like there all I know there was stuff with the ads but I just I don't understand what, how EA has not been able to make any ground against that game because there are lots of issues as far as I'm concerned with the 2K series um Demon Souls I'm probably the most excited for actually uh Miles Morales is the one I saw some stuff with that and I watched the video for that today and the effects look amazing. Like I am pumped and the, the Christmas setting and the snow and all this stuff. Like I am pumped for this game. Oh, and the review said they basically turned the old version of Spider-Man into exactly what I wanted. They said it's way smaller. There's less uh, repetitive crime missions and stuff like that. So it sounds perfect to me. It, I'm guessing some of the like side mission stuff with the other characters is bumped down as well. Um, so I'm, I'm in, I think it's going to be amazing. Did you get the ultimate one that has the remaster? No, I probably will because I still can't get consistent answers on this. And this is where I should know the answer. I've looked online. I cannot find any trophy website that's updated specifically with PS five trophy lists. There's articles here and there with, you know, trophy list released for this game, blah, blah, blah. I think Spider-Man four does have its own skew so you can replatinum it if you want, but I want to see what games are replatinumable, um, on PlayStation. And yeah, that could, I mean, uh, part of me, I'm not going to do it. I was thinking, should I replatinum Spider-Man before I play Miles Morales? I'm not, I'm not going to, that's not, (laughs) that's a good idea. I got to get into the new stuff, but I am excited to look at devil may cry five. Cause I never beat that. The, the PS five special edition, um, which is supposed to have some pretty big graphical upgrades. I don't know how much of that's true, but that's something I'm interested in, but I'm getting bug snacks for free with PlayStation plus, which is cool. I, Astro's Playroom looks pretty awesome, and I'm hearing a lot of good things about that. Yeah. So I'm excited. I mean, reviews are good, short, but and whatever. yeah, I, I I will probably get Valhalla, and I think that's it. 
Pathless, why not? It's cheap, right? Might as well buy it, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'll buy it. Uh, I mean, the biggest concern for me right now is when am I going to get this console at my house and how long is it going to take me to download the games? Like, I think it's yeah. going to be, you know, whatever game's smallest, download that first. So probably bug snacks and then just kind of work my way up the list. That's the most annoying thing. Well, you should have Astro's Playroom on there to start with, right? So that's. Yeah, that's thing. true. I'll probably start there. That uh, never mind. It's going to be great. I can't wait to play Ashes. <laughs> um, yeah. Next yeah. week we'll either have Frank, extremely happy Frank, or extremely pissed off Frank for the show. <laughs> well, there could be various versions of both. So <laughs> there will be an extremely pissed off Frank if I don't even have my PlayStation when we record next Friday. <laughs> if it's still being shipped, that will that will not go well. Um, last time when I went, got my PS4 at launch at midnight, it wouldn't work until the next day. So that was also, that might even Uh be more unhappy. The fact that you have it and can't use it is, and I had to go to bed without even playing a game. That was not right. That is just, (laughs) I almost, why was that? Why was it? It was like, you would try to connect online and make your profile and it would just freeze. Everyone on Twitter was going crazy like can't connect to the playstation network and all this stuff so let's hope nothing like that happens yeah let's pray let's take a minute and pray (laughs) let's pray right now i do have a playstation cigar which uh the guys from pixel knots got at the playstation experience one time when they went in vegas and i've never it's still sitting somewhere. It's probably like so. Cheap. You should probably like, just keep that as a souvenir. <laughs> no, I think I'm gonna light it up. <laughs> I think I'm going. It's gonna be so dry. P- PlayStation Stogie for launch day. Might have to do some <laughs> streaming. Well, what are you gonna do for the PlayStation Six? I'll be dead. <laughs> I won't have to worry about it. <laughs> Good to go. So I don't know I'm pretty excited. I'm still so so on Watchdog Legions. I kind of want to try it. When a console launch happens, it's, you know, you never know what you're going to buy. It gets crazy. (laughs) I have seen a couple, I think I watched a Digital Foundry video about it, saying that uh, the graphics are pretty impressive in it on the next-gen consoles. Oh, yeah. With the ray-traced reflections and everything like that. So, Yeah, I mean, if it's a 20-hour Platinum... It might be getting purchased. <laughs> yeah. Not a problem. Are we are we finished with the Sony gush session? Are we done next gen? Well, let's gush about all the games we want to buy at the Xbox launch. Oh, yeah. Not, oh, yeah. That's right. I, ha- I have them all already. <laughs> <laughs> I threw them a fucking bone with Gears Tactics. You're welcome, Xbox. The only thing I will say for Xbox, they have a couple of games that are coming out before the end of the year that I was interested in. One was uh, Sable and uh, 12 Minutes. So I'm kind of interested in both of those, and they are Xbox exclusives, but they're kind of more like indie games. So um, that's just me. I call the newspapers. (laughs) Sorry, it's a a parenthood quote. I got to get it on the soundboard. It's not news. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Breaking news, everyone. Breaking? Mass, Breaking. Mass Effect? Breaking news. Mass Effect. 
and uh-huh. seven day right now. Mass Effect Legendary Edition announced. Whoa. All three games remastered. The Mass Effect trilogy coming in 2021. And BioWare has announced that they are working on the next Mass Effect game. Hmm. That's so, cool. Pretty excited. So, but I there's mean, no never... visuals or anything? Like, they just have screen uh, screenshot of like a poster. Yeah. I will put it in. The I, chat. I see the poster. Yeah, um, that's what the article I found. So, well, I guess there is. But they're not redo. Is it redoing the art or just? It says, I think it says HD remaster. That's it. So I believe the uh, whatever it's called, Mass Effect One would probably have quite a bit. Even Mass Effect Two. Like, well, I was. I guess I was the wondering. Environments if, are pretty shit in Mass Effect Two. Yeah, I S- and says one super sharp resolution, faster frame rates, beautiful visual enhancements. Mm. See, I, I thought for sure they would try to. This kind of seems like a missed opportunity. Not that I don't like... I really like Mass Effect 1, and it's kind of more hardcore RPG elements. But I'm surprised they didn't like unify the experience when it comes to like the, the wheels and the aiming and the menus. Like I thought it would be like, okay, let's take... Now that we have all three of these games, let's make it like a trilogy like where it's consistently the same interfaces across the board. And like the stories, and like obviously the content's different, but I thought for sure that's what they do. This is um, kind of surprising to me. Uh, to me, it's like what Shadow of the Colossus. They better not ruin Mass Effect 1 because it's the best. I'm sure that's what they were concerned with as well if they did that, but. Yep. You know, there's a big leap in what game you're playing from Mass Effect to Mass Effect 2. Like one is way more action based and shooter based, yes. so that seems kind of yeah. weird and to me. Yeah, there's a lot, lot less inventory management in Mass Effect Two, and you also have to collect ammo, which I hate. And yeah, it's just it's actiony. I yeah, I really like Mass Effect Two. I never played Three, so this might be a reason to pick this up for me. I replayed all of Two to get ready for Three, and. Then never played three. I was like, I'm burnt out on that. <laughs> the classic yeah. problem. The classic Frank problem. Uh, okay. Anything else people want to talk about regarding launch yep. day? Have we missed anything? Any crucial information that people need? If you've got, let's say, $700 lying around, it's not going to make or break you. You, you know... There's no game you're super excited about. Should you buy this co- either one of these consoles, and which one? I mean, it depends. Like the PS5, as a lot of people have said, the haptic stuff is the stuff that people are talking about as feeling like a next gen experience, like something new to gaming that you might be excited to try out and see where things are going. But I think beyond that, a lot of these games, a lot of the big games, you're going to be able to play on your last gen consoles still so maybe wait if i had to pick i would if i had to pick right now in my current situation i get a ps5 obviously because the xbox has nothing really to offer if i had skipped this generation i would go series x though well no way yeah because i could get game pass and have so much to play 
for minimal cost. Well, if you had yeah. skipped, then, if you had skipped this generation, you would have missed the best exclusive games probably in the history of games, all made for PS4 and all available with PlayStation Plus on your PS5. So those are probably 10 or 20 games you need to play if you're a gamer that you missed it. I, I wouldn't PS say... PS Plus has yeah. all the Sony exclusives now? Mo- not all of them, but a lot PlayStation Plus them. Collection or something it's called, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that's a different story then. Well, then I would probably do that. Now we're talking. All right, we're all on the same page. PS5, <laughs> it's a no-brainer. <laughs> if you actually care about you know one or two games i would say get a playstation 5 for sure and i'm hoping everyone that wants one can no one likes being left out on launch day uh i know i talk about exclusivity and vaults and stuff like that but launch day we want everyone to be included you got to be part of the new consoles you can't be living in the past Anyway, okay. I can't wait. Please, you know, imagine it shows up at my door. Box is just smashed, like the <laughs> just destroyed. Yeah, that, that might be, be the worst case scenario. Where it's, I mean, I did get something from Costco over the summer, uh, like Sono speakers, and they never left the shipping place. The, hmm. And I don't know what happened. I don't know if the truck exploded or <laughs> something happened. If I go to that old like tracking order, it's still there. It's saying waiting for delivery. So I had to go through Costco and they just gave me new ones basically. And they, they were dealing with, I think it was UPS, uh, but it they could be sitting in a locked garage somewhere. They could be blocked in and they might show up at my house one day. I have no idea, but like, Sounds like they fell off the truck. There are accidents in delivery, so, you know, you never know. Yeah, I mean, these things are going to be hot commodities. Uh, You know, they're going to need some security on these trucks, I think. Brinks. Higher brinks to do the deliveries? Yeah. Apple's pretty good with delivering to your house. Like, they tell you when it's coming. It's You have to sign and, like, hand off and stuff like that, so... I'm pumped. Oh, I can't get here soon enough. Fuck. Finally. Anyway, let's get into what we played. Hawk, you want to go first? Sure. I uh, continued my LucasArts Adventure game uh, mode. I finished off Full Throttle, which was even shorter than I remember it being when following the guide. And yeah, it was a fun little game. Still love the humor. Still love the art. Uh, definitely short. Definitely didn't want to figure out any of those puzzles myself. <laughs> and uh, what about we talked about I, it a bit? The end fight with that—is it a plane that you're? Yeah. Like I with a guide, it took me a few tries. Like how you have to go oh. around the one part. Like I failed a bunch. I'm like, this is brutal. I would mm. without a guide, this would have been literally impossible. Yeah, I had a like a YouTube video guide. So it was much easier to just follow it basically step for step. (laughs) Like it was basically a full walkthrough of the game. So I basically just played beside it. And some areas, like there's the one, a couple of really confusing areas. Like it's the outside of that factory or corporation or something like that, where you have to go down a level. And like, I was like, I would have never known what the fuck to do here. I need my uh, select button on 
PlayStation, like Final <laughs> Fantasy VII, to tell me where the exits are. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the new PlayStation 5 uh, video walkthrough. Yeah, it was... <laughs> Definitely had some issues. Uh, My favorite thing about that game, though, is the context wheel. Like how it's your yeah. the hand, mouth, foot. The eyes. I love oh, yeah. that. That is Lick. so good. Yeah. <laughs> Put in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it funny. I like that game a lot, but definitely, definitely a guide mandatory uh, game. Go ahead, Sean. Or whoever. Okay, I got two quick things to mention. So I played a bit of Star Wars Squadrons. This went on sale this week. There's actually a pretty good sale on PSN, I think, because they're trying to push games out before the next-gen consoles hit and everybody forgets about them. But there's some stuff that... Fairly recent releases that are going on sale. Uh, so maybe check that out. But uh, Star Wars Squadrons was excited to try this out in VR. And uh, I tried the prologue. And, man, I, like maybe five minutes in, the, the motion sickness started to hit me. Because the thing with this game... And it, it's really cool. Like, I, I the VR experience is great. Like, you're literally in the cockpit. You can look around. You've got your peripheral vision and stuff. But there's no, like, horizon, right? There's no, like... So you kind Rounding. of... Yeah. As soon as you start rolling, you're like, I don't know where the hell I am in space here. And it it messes you up. So I think they try to kind of put, like, bigger... Some bigger objects, like big starships and stuff in the levels to sort of so you can try and use that to judge which way is up but um it was tough for me like i i kind of tried to push through and kind of take it really slow but then it's like that's not that fun you know you feel like you're really like taking your time to line everything up and it just kind of loses a bit of the excitement uh so then i tried without vr and you know, it was okay. It was a little bit, um, I don't know. It lost, definitely lost something without the VR there. But I will say some of the story elements of it, from what I saw so far, I was kind of impressed. Like, I was kind of into the story, uh, which is obviously mostly being told through audio of talking to um, other pilots and stuff. So, um, yeah, it was it was pretty good. I do really want to go back and keep pushing the VR and see if I can handle it. But, um, yeah, one of the, f- I mean, other than, um, what was, what was the, uh, the PSVR game where you used that came with the blaster. I can't remember what that one's called now. Farpoint, I think Yeah, that was the other one. I tried like sort of the free move and I really got sick from that. But other than that, this was the only other time I've kind of hit that so far in VR games. So maybe uh, be aware of that if you're excited about it, but um, it it would be cool if I wasn't feeling sick. And then uh, just real quick, I played on Game Pass a little bit of Supraland. I don't know if you guys saw this pop up on there, but I had seen this on Steam a while back, and it had like great reviews, and it was being called like a cross between Metroid and Portal. So I was uh, like, okay, this is on my radar now. I'm I'm interested. But I mean, you, to look at it, it doesn't look like much. Like it's kind of these red stick people. And I was like, what is this game? So uh, I tried it out a bit and it actually reminds me a little bit more of The Witness. Like it's sort of an open world puzzle game where there's just all these puzzles you have to solve as you go through the world. And uh, there is some combat 
but I mean, it just you know, and and as you go along, you collect these coins that you can trade in for powers that make you go faster, jump higher, things like that, so you can get past certain obstacles. Um, I was enjoying it. I mean, I don't know that I was entirely blown away by it, but it's definitely my kind of game. So I think I'll probably be going back to it at some point. The Metacritic uh, is super high for it. The, the yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's I was a little surprised at how how great the reviews were, but maybe I just haven't gotten far enough to really see the the full inventiveness of it. Hmm. But it's this it's, was not on my radar. It looks pretty good. Yeah, I've never even heard of this game. Yeah, check it out. I mean, that's one thing with Game Pass. I there's no easy answer for this, but like some of the art is so uninspiring. Like I just skip over it and it sucks that so much of playing these games, like you have to download it. It's, I don't know. You, I'm judging it based on this one image and it, they're really not very good. Usually like in terms of how they, like it doesn't even to me accurately present what type of game it is. I don't know. It's, it's probably the weirdest thing about like digital game stuff. Like, it's so hard to communicate what your game is through one image. And sometimes like it, it's not even the art style of the game. It's some other thing entirely. And I don't know. It's, it's kind yeah, of, well, I mean, definitely with that game, I would have completely overlooked it based on the screenshots, but it's, it's interesting. Okay. I completed resident evil seven. I was gushing about it last week and I would say, Overall, I really liked the game. Borderline loved. If I had a complaint, it really is the last third of the game. Um, You kind of get out of a main area for a while. And the stuff towards the end, I was less enthused with. Um, I didn't dislike it, but it was a little less interesting in terms of the location and mood and atmosphere. um, Where the, the... first two thirds of the game I think are incredible and they've done some really cool stuff with uh, turning Resident Evil first person I think I think I talked about this last time I'm, I'm not sure but they hide things really well like they're not there's stuff hidden in very like unobvious places which is kind of different for that game and because it's first person and encourages exploration. And then there's a whole kind of resource system where you can get these, uh, some kind of drug or something that helps you see where items are. So it's another thing to think about when crafting stuff rather than just ammunition or, uh, health and stuff like that. So I don't know. I think it's, uh, a game that doesn't get talked about enough. I'm kind of curious to play it in VR, but, I'm not sure if I ever will, but it's it's re- really good. I'm I love the game. Cool. Uh, I played a small game called Wilmont's Warehouse. Uh, I think it's produced by Finji. I don't know who developed it, but it was on Epic Store a while ago for free. And essentially, you play as this box guy that is in a warehouse and things get delivered so you start off with like four different types of boxes that get delivered and you have to basically uh at the the bottom of the screen a truck pulls up and drops down now it's a scrolling screen so it's quite large and it drops off like a big 
maybe like an, a nine by nine square of boxes or maybe not that big, maybe six by six square of these boxes. Each box has a different icon representing a type of thing. So then you have to take this random assortment of box and kind of sort it in the warehouse. And then you go up to the top and there is basically like a, a counter that opens up and there's customers there and they request uh, a certain number of a certain type of things. So, you know, someone might request like two hats, another person might re- uh, request two candles, and then you have to go into the warehouse, pick those things up, carry them, and you can only carry six things at a time. And then you drop, you deliver them, and then it kind of repeats this process. And as you get further and further along, you can gain, depending on how well you do with your deliveries, you gain stars which you can use to upgrade your guy by being able to move faster or carry more things or make more space in your warehouse and then there's also as you progress more and more items are added that can be dropped off for delivery so instead of managing four different types of items you eventually have to manage up to 200 different types of items so i got up to about 60 or 70 different types of items that I had to manage and also your time to manage them is limited. So it Sorry, what was really the name tricky. of this again? Uh, Wilmont's warehouse. So it gets, it's just a 2d uh, top down game, very basic graphics, pretty fun. But I must say at this point where it got to like 70 items, I was overwhelmed with the amount of shit I had to handle and trying to, make enough space for everything and move it into spots and try to remember where everything is because the warehouse is fairly large. So you have to kind of go left to right up to down to find everything. And you only get like two minutes to find the things in your warehouse to deliver to the people at the counter. So if you don't have a really like good memory or a very good system of where you put everything, you're going to lose where everything is. And also the icons for the boxes are not visible all the time. So you actually have to get kind of close to them with your character for the icon to actually show up. So you hmm. do have to move through the environment and you can't zoom out the camera or anything. So it was, uh, I, don't, I don't know if I'd call it fun, but I enjoyed it up to a certain point And then it became a very difficult task and I was not enjoying it anymore. So I don't know if people are, OCD and love organizing shit. This might be the game for you, but otherwise I would say maybe give it a try, especially if you got it for free on uh, Epic Game Store, but I wouldn't I wouldn't like force yourself to go all the way to the end of this game. Does it looks kind of cool. Does this have a co-op mode? Seems I like it could be like an does. overcooked kind of thing, right? I think it does, yeah. Or like that moving out game sounds a yeah, little similar for to that, sure. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, those are kind of more yeah, I guess so. Those are more like a little more intense, I would say. I'm waiting for Indiana Jones DLC where you have to do the the warehouse <laughs> yeah. from Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Find a place to store the box. Uh, I could do one more. I started up Quantum Break. I was in the mood for like a third-person action-y game, and I've had this one downloaded for a long time on my Xbox since it came to Game Pass or since I got Game Pass. Finally dove in. Now, the first time I played it, I think I played the first act and then skipped the TV show. And this time I was like, I'm going to play this legit. I'm going to really focus on everything, focus on the story, watch the TV show. 
and I'm uh, about halfway through the third act, which or, or I just finished the second act, I guess. I'm about to start the third act, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm watching all the shows, so I think I'm about halfway through the game, and I'm liking the story a lot. I'm liking the TV aspect of it or the TV show aspect of it a lot more than I thought I would, and I thought all the acting's good. Uh, the like crazy effects and how they um, slow and stop time and all that throughout the gameplay is really cool. Uh, the, the movement is a little clunky after playing, you know, more, uh, I guess, newer RPG or not RPGs, uh, third person shooter games. Uh, and the checkpointing system is pretty brutal. Uh, if you die, it's almost always behind some sort of fairly long cut scene or it takes you back really far. So that's kind of frustrating. Uh, and there sounds like par for the course for remedy. As far as I'm concerned, (laughs) (laughs) there is a neat, uh, like choice aspect to it. So after each act, you get to choose sort of like a path for the, the bad guy, quote unquote, and it changes how the story progresses. And I found it pretty neat. Actually, the first time I picked, I picked kind of like the bad option, I guess only 20, 20% of people had chosen this. And then the second time I took the more popular one, which was like 60% of people had chosen it. So it's kind of neat. I don't know how it branches off of each other. I haven't kind of done any deep dive to see how the story goes through, but overall I'm enjoying it. I'm going to try to beat it. I looked it up. It's only like a 10 hour game or something like that. So I'm hoping to, to kind of go through the rest of the game and, and uh, finish it off. But overall it's a nice surprise and one I had never got to before in the past. So really enjoying it so far. Nice. Yeah, I played that game. It was pretty good. I remember enjoying it. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for me. Does anyone else have anything? Nope. Okay. Going to wrap it up. Get ready next week. Hopefully we've all been hands on with the PlayStation five. Well, Sean and I will be Huck's going to have to wait, but it's okay. I mean, if maybe you have to, Maybe I could put it in my garage or outdoors or something if you wanted to come by and actually try it. I don't know. We could we could work something out. But well, if the weather stays nice, we'll see. I, uh, I mean, you can always wear a mask if you want. If you really got to get your hands on it, <laughs> I know I would. I would want to sanitize the controller yeah. after each time. I got two. I got two. <laughs> oh, there we, have you go. To, we might have to do some streaming or something. We'll have to figure something out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, stay tuned next week. Huge episode. We're going to weigh in and cut through all the bullshit with these paid articles and advertising. We're going to give you, we're not getting free stuff. We're not getting stuff to say, give these positive reviews. Every review is the same. Oh, eight, 8.5. It's good. It's good. We're going to give you the truth. This is where you come for the truth when it comes to video games. <laughs> and uh, check us out on youtube.com forward slash game junk, uh, game junk podcast on Twitter, film junk on Twitter, equilibrium sis on Twitter, my angry commute on Twitter. Am I missing anything? No, I think that's it. Perfect. We'll see you next week. Bye bye. Bye.